We're going to go into today's scripture reading, which comes from Psalm 139, verses 1 through 7. We're going to read this in the ESV. So if you have your own Bible or uh, Bible app, there's also Bibles if you're here in person, Bibles under your, your chairs. And uh, we encourage you to, to find the scripture. We're also going to project the scripture up here. And for those at home. Once you're ready to read the scripture, if you're here in person, and you can also do this at home if you're comfortable, um, but please stand as able for the reading of today's word. Again, it's Psalm 139, verses 1 through 7. May the Lord bless the reading of God's word. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your presence? Or where shall I, fl- where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Well, friends, we are continuing in our sermon series, Life Period. Today's message is Be Here Now. So uh, over the last week, uh, my family and I were in Hawaii. We're in Kauai, and we just got back last night after a, a couple days journey. We stopped over in San Jose and then came back here to the beautiful, frigid Michigan weather. <laughs> and I have to say, uh, I was talking to people this morning, and some people were asking me about Hawaii, and they're like, oh, Pastor Steve, how was Hawaii? And I was like, terrible. It was, it was, uh, it was cold and, you know, just kidding. It was awesome. It was so nice. I can't even lie. It's like 80 degrees, and, you know, maybe some of you are like, mm, Pastor Steve, why you got to rub it in? But, you know, it was, it was nice. I'm not going to lie. But, um, you know, one of the things uh, about uh, Kauai is that uh, it's really rainy there, and that's something I didn't expect. Um, but because of that, it's called the Garden Isle, and it, I, I think it's, it's the smallest island or one of them, um, but it gets really green and lush. It's really beautiful. And uh, so um, if you guys have ever seen uh, the TV show Lost or uh, the movie Jurassic Park, uh, they were filmed on Kauai. Uh, and um, I think, you know, just like everyone else who was there, as I'm staring at this beautiful, just God's creation, it's green and lush, my first instinct is to take a picture. (laughs) That's just what people do. And I got to say, have you ever noticed when you try to take a picture of nature, of God's creation, it's never as good as being there in person. I'm going to actually show you a picture that, that I took from the beach and it's nice, not going to lie. I mean, it's, it's better than <laughs> right out there, you know, for those of us in Michigan. Uh, but, y- you know, as I was like looking at the picture and then looking out at the mountains and, you know, at the beach, and I'm like, it's, it's, just, it's just not as good. Uh, a, a few years back when I was a, a brand new youth pastor, um, we went on a mission trip to uh, an Indian reservation in Arizona, and we had the opportunity to stop by the Grand Canyon. And 
it's just one of the most unbelievable sights. I don't know if you guys, has anyone been to the Grand Canyon? Um, it's beautiful. Yeah, there's a few of you, and you probably can attest. But one of the things I noticed is that all of the youth on this trip, just everyone was like taking pictures, and they're like talking and all this stuff. And I, I was a little bit younger, a little bit more inexperienced as a pastor. And so I was probably kind of forceful about this. But I was like, everyone, put your cameras away. You're going to enjoy this. <laughs> I want you guys to spend just the next 15 minutes just in silence. Just, just enjoy. Just no pictures, no talking. Just, just look at God's creation. You know? and, and it was just a very impactful thing. I, I think a lot of us, we really felt the presence of God there. And, you know, I, I also have this philosophy when it comes to, like, my children. One of the things I've noticed is that for parents, like, you, you, you go to your kids' concerts or you know, graduations, and everyone's just taking pictures and videos, and you're looking at real life through a screen when real life is just happening right in front of you. And one of the things that I noticed is, I I mean, it's the reason why we take these pictures is that we want it to last longer, right? Like, we have this way of saying, like, if anyone is staring at you, take a picture, it'll last longer, you know? But it's not the same. It's not the same as being there live, right? as really experiencing it. And I don't know how many times I've actually gone back and watched those recitals and things like that, you know? But I will tell you this, that I'll never get that time back, nor will you. And for many of us, we are not present for our own lives. That's something that I've realized. And maybe it's something that you've realized too. And that's what today's message is about. Be here now, now. And many of us were not. Uh, It's one of the reasons why I think uh, mindfulness is so popular nowadays. I I know that comes kind of from the Eastern tradition, but would it surprise you to know that that principle of being here in the present, it's actually biblical. I want to show you in today's scripture. Uh, This is Psalm 139 that we just read a moment ago. It says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. So much of this psalm is about the omnipresence of God. God is everywhere. But God is also in a position to actually know you and to know your thoughts. So not just that God is everywhere, But God, for us, in the Christian faith, is not just some spirit that's just floating around. It's just like, like, you know, cosmic being. But God is a personal God. He wants to have a relationship with you. And he knows you. It's one of the things that I think for us, we, we, we know it up here, but we don't really understand it. Because I think if we did, we wouldn't spend so much time hiding. I think a lot of us, we don't really want to know what is going on right now. It's part of the reason why we are not present for our lives. Because for us to face the reality of what is going on in our lives sometimes can be painful. Maybe you feel like you're not measuring up. Maybe you feel like you're not doing enough. I know so many Christians nowadays are always 
and, and so many people who talk to me, so many leaders, they're like, oh, Pastor Steve. It's always like, like the affect is this. I don't know if they're actually looking down, but it feels like they're looking down. It feels like they can't look me in the eye. They're always just, oh, Pastor Steve, I'm not praying enough. Pastor Steve, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not a good Christian. And, and that's that kind of feeling that we always have. Like we're disappointing someone. Like we're not measuring up. And maybe it's not even in a spiritual sense, but I think a lot of us, we're not happy with where our lives are. We're looking over the horizon. We're like, I know I should be somewhere, and I just feel like I'm not as far as other people. We're so disappointed. Or we're afraid. We're anxious. We're like, yeah, maybe, maybe I will we'll never get there. Maybe I'll never measure up. We're so afraid of that. And I think for many of us, we spend our lives just escaping. I know uh, I've talked about this before, that I think alcohol is something, especially for younger Christians, college, (laughs) because you're in this weird stage. I don't know who made up this law where they made the drinking age like in the middle of your college years. So they made it like this kind of test. Like, oh, you're too young. You're old enough, but those of you who are too young, you're really bad, but... You know, you're still kind of bad if you're drinking when you're older. And just, it's this really confusing thing. But I got to tell you, for me, for me, friends, I think the biggest problem with alcohol is the escapism. Like, like I, for me, I, I've been very, very honest with people. I used to struggle with alcohol, and I drank in private. I didn't do it to be cool. I did it to forget. I actually did it when I was in seminary. But there were so many things that I felt, I I just like felt guilty all the time. I always felt like I was disappointing people. I was disappointing my parents. I didn't want to face who I was. So what I did to forget is I would just get drunk, just get blasted, right? And for those few moments, I felt nothing, absolutely nothing. I didn't know how to face reality. Is that you? Maybe you're not doing it with alcohol. Maybe you're doing it with Netflix or YouTube. You know, maybe there's something else in your life. Maybe your reality isn't the same as mine. I can almost guarantee it's not. But maybe there are ways that you cannot face reality. But would it surprise you to know God already knows your reality? He already knows. He's not surprised. Right? When he looks at you, He already knows. And one of the things that we know in our faith is that Jesus died for your sins, all of your screw-ups, all of the ways that you do not measure up to God. He died so that you could be with God, so you could be united with God. That's what we're going to be talking about today. I wanted to give a message at the beginning of the year. I really thought that today's message was going to be about commitment. <laughs> like, seriously, this was going to be the message for the longest time. It was like, you know, you, you, you need to learn discipline, and you, you need to learn how to commit. And, and that's a good message. That might happen down the line. But I think one of the things for a lot of us is we always do feel like we're just not good enough. And and there is this feeling like, if I could be good enough, then, then I can be with God. I I have some catching up to do. But one of the things that you see in the scripture is God is everywhere, and God is with you, and he wants you to be 
with him. What if the problem was not that you're not measuring up, but that you're not opening your eyes to the reality that God is already here? What if it's almost like God is here and God's like, hey, yo, Steve, I'm here. And you're like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm here. I'm everywhere. Open your eyes. And you're like, mm, no, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. He already knows you. We do so many things to hide from the presence of God. We do so many things to go unconscious, to not face reality. But I'm here to tell you, God is reality. God is here. And one of the things you see in this passage, even before word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. I think what this passage is telling us, not only does God know you, God knows you better than you know yourself. There's some things you don't even realize about yourself. God knows those things too. Do you ever get to a realization like, like I, I'm going to share something. This is embarrassing. I'm just, I, I was on vacation uh, in Hawaii. and uh, So I was in the plane for a long time. And when I got off the plane, I, I checked my email. And uh, there was a youth group parent that was like, Pastor Steve, are we meeting tonight for youth group? I totally forgot to tell the youth group I was in Hawaii. Just, just completely forgot. I, I mean, you know, fortunately, uh, you know, they probably thought it was Zoom. So the worst that happened was they just looked at their email. And, you know, like no one was waiting outside in the cold at church, I hope. Um, but I didn't even think of it. I didn't think of it. Like, are there moments where you realize something that you just weren't aware of? Maybe you realize you hurt somebody. Maybe you realized that you made a mistake and you didn't even know it. God knows you better than you know yourself. God knows you and he wants to be known. Verse 5 has become for me a really, really uh, kind of a cornerstone verse for me. And it's one that when I read Psalm 139, Psalm 139, it's, it's also later in this passage, we're not going to get into it today, but it's the whole like, you knit me together in my mother's womb, uh, which is like, like it, you know, you, you, you saw my unformed body, like all this stuff. It's really great stuff in there. And so maybe because of that, I would always skip over verse five, but I would skip over verse five because I didn't understand what it meant. It says, you hem me in behind and before. What does that mean? What does it mean to hem someone in? It means to hold them, to bring them like, like a barrier so they can't go any further, right? I almost think of like God kind of like sewing us in. Can you imagine there was like a blanket over you and God sewed you in, right? So you hem me in before and behind, or behind and before, sorry. Um, why behind and before? Why behind and before? What is that talking about? If God were to hem you in behind, right, like like there's a blanket and he sews it behind you, you can't go backwards. And if God were to sew you in, in front of you, before you, you can't go forwards. Because friends, I got to tell you, that's where most of us live. We live in the past, or we live in the future. There's so many of us, uh, some of us, we, we, we live in the past because we're always thinking about what could have been, 
Like, oh man, if I had only gotten into that college, if I had only asked out that girl when I had the opportunity, if I hadn't put my foot in my mouth, if I hadn't been so shy, like, like there's all these things that we regret. If I hadn't said that stupid thing, if I hadn't lost my temper, if I hadn't done that dumb thing, and, and it's just this thing where, at least for me, I just replay these things on a loop. And I can't stop it. I can't help it. I'm not even trying to do it. It just happens. I'm just like, why did I do that? Why did I do that? Why did I do that? But this is the thing. You can't go in the past, right? Past isn't real. And, and, but many of us, we try that. Or we try to go in the future. And so many of us, we're thinking about what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's next, what's next, what's next, right? So many of us, we don't live in the present because we're always so concerned about what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen five years down the road, what's going to happen 10 years down the road. You know what my first thought when I got to Hawaii was? You know what my first thought was? It wasn't, this is beautiful, this is wonderful. It was, it's going to be over in a week. (laughs) It was just my immediate thought was the future. Ah, this trip isn't long enough. You know, before I know it, I'm going to be back in Michigan. But this is what I think God is trying to tell us in this passage. You hem me in behind and before, and then what does God do? He places his hand on us. Like, like can you just imagine that? Like, like this is us all the time. We're trying to go in the past or we're trying to live in the future. What's going to happen tomorrow? But what if, what if, what if? And God's like, yo, 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 don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Just stay right here. I, I just wanted like, like a, a, an image of that. So I looked up Google images. Person putting their hand on someone's head. And you know what came up in Google images? It was parents. It was pictures of parents just putting their hand on the head of a kid. And a lot of them were really endearing. One I just thought was really funny, so I wanted to show it to you. Look at this kid. This kid does not look happy. <laughs> just, uh, it's, but this is what parents do, apparently. They put their hand on, I mean, because who else would put their hand on your head? I, I want to show you one that's a little bit more endearing. <laughs> but friends, you know, at least for me, uh, as I was looking at these images, it gave me this picture that when God is trying to keep us here in the present, here in the right now, he's not doing it in a reproachful way. He's not doing it to be like, like, like it's like, yo, dummy, stay here, boom, and just whopping you on the head. I see it more as a parent, right? And why would a parent hold their kid? Because in many ways, I think the parent is saying, stay with me. Stay with me. I love you. This is a gesture of blessing. Just so many times in scripture, it talks about like like Psalm 23, you anoint my head with oil. Right? They would take the oil and they would put it on the head of a king and place their hands on their head as a sign of blessing. I think that's what God is trying to do. He's trying to bless you. But the way he's trying to bless you is by trying to keep you here with him. Stay here right now. Be here. Why is that so important? 
You may have heard me talk about this before, and you may know this. God has a name. Do you guys know what the name of God is? It's in your Bibles, but they never spell it out for you because in Hebrew, the name of God was so holy that they would never say it out loud. So in your Bible, if you guys go to Psalm 139, any psalm, when you see Lord in all capitals, so uh, verse 1, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. Um, Whenever it says Lord in all capitals, that is the holy name of God. And, and it was so holy that they would say um, Adonai or Elohim, which means Lord or Lord Most High, instead of the holy name of God, which is Yohevat what some of us pronounce as Yahweh. But we're actually not really sure. We think it's Yahweh. We're not totally sure. Yohevat those Jewish letters, uh, Hebrew letters, they correspond uh, to I am that I am. And so we call God sometimes the great, I am. Have you ever thought about that name? What does that mean? God has always existed, right? He is always here. He is the one who has never been created, but he is the one who is eternally present, right? It is true. God always was. He always is, and he always will be, but God always exists in the present. You know why? Do you know why he is the great I am, not the great I was, Because the present is all you have. It's the only thing that is real. You ever go, like, like think about the past and the past changes a little bit? (laughs) You know, you you, you recall something that happened and then your brother, your sister, your, your mom or dad are like, that's not what happened. And they might even prove it to you. They're like, you weren't there. And they show you a picture. You're like, oh, my bad. Our pasts aren't even the way that we think they are. Our memories change them. And, I mean, they already happened. You can't go back there. There's no time travel, right? And in the future, friends, how many times have you imagined a future that would never happen? How many times have you worried about something, you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, like, sky's falling, sky's falling. Next day, sky doesn't fall. I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail. You didn't fail. How many times has that happened? And you're like, okay, but Pastor Steve, sometimes I'm right but sometimes you're wrong. It's an imagined future. You do not know what's going to happen. It's not real. You can't live there. And if God is real, God can only be found in the real. You're not going to find God in the future. You're not going to find God in the past. You're going to find him right now. It's the only place. It's the only place. So I could give you a message about, you know, doing all these wonderful things which are, are good, you know, trying to get to know God better, right? But I think one of the traps that we make and one of the things that we want to talk about here today is how we can be here now. And one of the things that I think is a trap for us, um, that I want to talk about three ways that we can be here now. I'm actually going to do the third one last because um, we already kind of talked about it, is do you feel like you need to do something to be worthy of God? Or you can... F- or can you fully be in his presence right now? And I think for most of us, we feel like we, we have to do something, right? Like, like you got to pray, you got to do all this stuff. And I'm not saying that prayer is bad, friends. But what is prayer? <laughs> what is prayer? It is communing with God, communing. We have made that communicating with God. 
We have made that talking to God, right? Like, like I talk to God like this, like, dear God, thank you so much for this day. God, you know, thank you for my bre- uh, daily bread. And Lord, would you please help me on this test, God? I'm really bummed out by this thing. Lord, can you give me that promotion? And blah, 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 blah. You know what Jesus says about those kinds of prayers? He says the pagans pray like that. They're trying to impress God with their many words. But when you saw Jesus pray, and when he used words, they're very few. Very, very few. It was almost like Jesus knew that he didn't need to impress God with his many words. Have you seen the Lord's Prayer, how short it is? What do you think Jesus is doing in the rest of that time? Prayer is about being with God communing, right? Communing. Becoming one together with God. That's the goal. How can you be with God? You can be with God when you are fully present in this moment. Because God is right here with you. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Um, my, my wife gave me a hard time because a couple weeks ago <laughs> I was preaching about, I, I, I can't even remember what I was talking about, but I just kept talking about, like, pooping for some reason. You know, and I mentioned this. I said, God is in the bathroom, you know, and, and my wife is like, why are you talking so much about pooping? <laughs> like, I, you know, it is this thing where we think, we, we don't go there. We, we, we think there are certain places where God is not. And it's not true. And so, you know, one of the things that, that, that I think, like, like for me, when I see a, a lot of Christ followers and they're like, oh, you know, I, I'm, I was talking to Hadam this morning and he shared that, what he shared with you guys, that he kind of feels like he's not a Christian right now. I'm like, and, and, and he realized that. He's like, even when I'm not faithful, God is faithful. And one of the things that I think that, that we realize is that our faith it is not as much about what you have done. It is about what God has done. And so much of communing with God is simply about opening your eyes, just realizing that God is already here. Creating that space where you don't have to be the one in control. I feel like Western faith has become so, we're we're just so in our heads now just everything is about like believing the right thing and you know doing the right thing and all this stuff and then there's war between you know what you do and 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 what you believe and faith and all this stuff and and all of that is good it's not bad per se but i feel like it's a little distracting sometimes when in this moment what i need to know is that there is a god who loves me who's in control of the entire universe and he is here with me. That is what changes everything for me. If I can know that, and you can experience that right now, right here. Friends, um, one of the things that that you can also do um, to, to be fully present in this moment is notice how much resistance you have to the moment. So going back to the stuff that we're talking about, we always feel like we have to do something you know, but I feel like there are many ways in which, for whatever reason, we're fighting the present moment we're in. We're not comfortable with it. You know, and, and for many of us, um, 
we, we wish we were in a different moment. We wish we could improve the moment, right? We're always wishing for something that isn't there. You know, and so this is one of the things that, um, especially as you begin your journey of learning to be with God, um, after a while, you're probably not going to do much thinking. <laughs> you're just going to be with God. You know, it's going to be wonderful. But one of the things that I would encourage you when you're trying to be present with God is to notice how much resistance you have. I experience that resistance oftentimes as this kind of anxiety, this low-level anxiety. I, I describe it like, like it's like a fluttering of my heart or this kind of like, <sighs> it's a restlessness. And, and I don't know about you guys, but for me, I used to experience this all the time. I would wake up in the morning and literally, um, like nothing's happened, but I just feel restless. Like I'm supposed to do something, you know? Like, oh, I, I'm, I'm already falling behind, you know? And, and friends, in any moment that you're in, maybe even in this moment right now, maybe you're feeling some resistance. Maybe the resistance is, you know, I, I have so much work to do. I have so much work to do. Or maybe the resistance is, I'm bored. You know, I, I don't know what it is. Friends, it's one of the modern problems that I think we face is that so many of us are bored. You know, so many of us are restless. So many of us are looking for something exciting. And I got to tell you, I, I hope this doesn't sound like, like a jerk thing to say. I experienced God when I was in Hawaii. When I was looking at, you know, the beautiful sunsets, and there was this time where we went to a beach, and there was like sea turtles that came up on the beach, and they kind of roped off that area. So the sea turtles come, and they, they, they lay on the beach. And, you know, in this same beach, there, there's seals. They're, they're monk seals, and they would just swim right next to you. And they would come up on the sand. And it was like sun's coming down. I'm looking at seals. And I'm looking at sea turtles. God was there. But I got to tell you, God is here too. One of the most profound places where I experienced God was when we were flying back and I was in the plane. (laughs) And... Like, you know, they they dimmed the cabin. A lot of people were sleeping. My family was sleeping. The lights were off. And I just closed my eyes, and I could feel the pressure from the airplane. And I could hear a baby screaming in the background. And I just took this moment. I I, I just took that moment to just be still. Yeah, there's a part of me that's like, let's go to my phone. I downloaded some shows. Let, let, let's get distracted. You know, and, and I did watch some shows. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, it, it's not bad, I think, to experience some entertainment. But how many times do we flee from the moment that we're in that's a little bit uncomfortable? And I wonder if on that other side of that discomfort could be something very profound. And for me, as I'm sitting there in the cabin of the airplane, I hear the screaming baby, and I feel the pressure in my ears, and it's just, it's just peaceful. I, I, I just have this sense. I don't know how to describe it to you, friends. The way the Bible tries to explain it is the peace that passes all understanding. The peace that Jesus can have in the middle of storms, when people are shouting at him, yelling at him, you know, persecuting him, 
making fun of him, spitting on him. That kind of peace that he can have in the midst of it is the peace of knowing completely, a thousand percent, that God is with him. And it's something that I've learned in those quiet moments. Sometimes I'm trying to go to bed, and there are times, friends, where I have insomnia. I can't go to bed. My mind is so active, right? And maybe some of you all, you struggle with that too. I've talked to some of you guys who struggle with insomnia. And, and I used to just watch shows and watch shows and, you know, listen to music and do all these things, just the noise to distract me, distract me. But for me, at least, one of the things I try to do in those quiet moments, yeah, it's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. But just for a moment to just be still and just know that God is there. Right? You may not feel like God is there, but just be still. Just be still. It's one of the things that they, they teach in uh, a form of contemplative prayer uh, called centering prayer. It's just be still with God. If you have a thought, it's okay. You know, if you get distracted, it's okay. But whenever you notice that you're thinking, whenever you notice that you're feeling something, just say, Jesus, Jesus. And just be still again. And just be still. Just be here. Just be present. The last thing, which at least on this list is the second thing, is it's, it's just a question. Are you fully present in this moment? Or is your mind somewhere else? Is your heart somewhere else? Are you living what some people call a half-hearted existence? Have you ever noticed just how much of our lives we live? And, and like we don't want to be there, right? And because we don't want to be there, we're just divided. We just go through the motions. You know, sometimes people talk about like mailing it in. Like there's like a basketball player who just like stopped caring, you know? Or there's a football team that, that they've lost the will to win. And, and we say they're just going through the motions, right? We say they just mailed it in. Maybe some of us were doing that in life. At work, you're mailing it in. You're just going through the motions. You know, when you're studying, you're, you're just, you don't even know what you're reading anymore, but you're just doing it, right? And the, the words aren't going in because you're not fully there. You're thinking about, oh, what am I going to do an hour from now? I don't want to be here in the library. But friends, one of the things that I think that we can learn is if God is with you in every moment, then one of the things that I want to do is to be fully present in every moment. Be here now. God is trying to put his hand on you and say, Steve, stay here. Stay here. Don't go to the future. Don't go to the past. Don't daydream. Be here. If you're going to study, study. When you're walking, walk. <laughs> One of the things I mentioned, this, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but open your eyes. Just notice things. And, and, and friends, I, I mentioned the story on the plane because I know it's so easy to think, yeah, if I were in Hawaii all the time, then I could notice the glory of God and I could be fully present there. But I got to tell you, you don't need to be in Hawaii to do it. You, you can be anywhere. You can be walking down the street and just noticing the dead trees, you know, just noticing the, the snow. One of the things that for me is one of the most beautiful things is when the light hits the snow and it sparkles. It's like diamonds. And it's just something that for me, it just makes me happy when I see it. But there's just so many ways in which, friends, it, it isn't even about 
whether it's beautiful or not beautiful, whether it's the ideal circumstance or not the ideal circumstance, part of being present is just being able to accept whatever it is. It is from God, and so it is good. You know, when I was in Hawaii, I told you guys, first day I, I went there, it was raining like crazy. I mean, it rained so much in Kauai, and it rained so much that uh, we, we were there for a couple days uh, staying at a hotel, and then we were going to meet our friends where they rented a house, and we were waiting a couple days, and they told us that it rained so much that the bridge that gets to that part of the island was completely flooded, right? That's how much it rained. And fortunately, the rain receded. We were able to go there. We had a wonderful time. You know, first day, it was just completely cloudy. You know, and, and, and I already told you, Kauai is one of the most beautiful islands. And it's because of the rain. It's because of the rain. For me, if, if I could have it my way, I'd be like, no rain. No rain. God, I want to enjoy my vacation. I want just sunny skies all the time. You know what would happen if I got what I wanted? The island would be dead. <laughs> God knows what he's doing. And whatever God is bringing about in your life, to trust that it is from God and so it is good, can you accept it? Can you be present for your life? Friends, I just want to close this time. And I'm, I'm, we're going to take, let's see, how much time do we got here? We're going to take a good solid seven minutes. We're going to do this for seven minutes to just be in this moment. And I'm, I want to warn you, it's going to feel uncomfortable. And I know that it's going to feel uncomfortable because I tried this a couple years ago. Um, and and what, what ended up happening was everyone went to the bathroom. <laughs> I, I seriously feel like everyone went to the bathroom while we we're doing this. And so I want to encourage you, uh, just, you know, just it'll make me feel better. Unless your bladder's going to explode, could you not use the restroom right now? <laughs> could we just be present? And I want to practice with you, friends. Um, so I, what I want to do is I'm going to put up something for you to read while you're doing this. And so one of the things that, that I have learned to do, because it can be uncomfortable facing your life, and, and one of the things that we often do is we fight it. Right? I don't like how I'm feeling. So I either want to run from it or I want to fight it, that fight or flight. But there's a third option, and it is to just accept it. And so this is very much in the Christian tradition of confession. Just bring before God exactly what you're feeling and, and just state it. You know, not with strong reactivity like, God, I'm so unhappy about... No, just like this. Like, God, I'm disappointed. God, I'm lonely. God, I'm sad. God, I'm bored. God, I'm distracted. I'm confused. And one of the things that happens in in that is that if you can acknowledge that, and if you can accept that, whatever is in your life, I think you have the chance of allowing God into that. Does that make sense, friends? Because when we are running from our reality, we're going somewhere else where God is not. Going to the past, you're going to the future. God can't be there. Why? Because it's not real. It's the only place where you can experience God is right here, right now. What are you actually feeling? God already knows. 
He wants you to meet him there, right? God has searched you. He's seen what you have felt. He's seen what you've experienced. And when you're hiding from that, you're hiding from God. Does that make sense? So if you can fully embrace whatever you are feeling, fully, don't try to change it. Just accept it. So this is usually what many of us do as Christians. We completely jump to the repentance part, right? We're like, okay, God, I, 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 I sinned against you. I'm so sorry, so this is what I'm going to do. And just, I, I think it is our attempt to move past the discomfort. And so what I want to encourage you to do is just stay with it. Just in this moment, just stay it. And one of the things that happens if you can do it without a lot of emotional reactivity, right, without that strong emotion of fighting it, running from it, it just automatically loses some of its heat in the presence of God. And, and, and it's, it's something that, it's not as scary as you thought it was when you can bring it before the presence of God. And so I'm just going to put up these questions. And so I'm going to set my timer right now Seven minutes, and we're going to do this, guys. <laughs> Let's spend some time with God. And just be still. If you don't know what to do, just be still. If you get distracted, it's okay. The next moment you notice you have a thought, just say Jesus. You can close your eyes. If, if, if you want to, you can look at the questions that I'm going to put up on the board and just read them. So what is wrong with this moment right now? What is bothering you right now? Where is God? right now? Where are you right now? So the next seven minutes, let's just be present with God.
Our praise team, can you come up? That wasn't so bad, was it? If anyone fell asleep, congratulations, you slept in the Lord. It's totally fine. Don't feel bad. It, it, it often happens when you begin doing this. God, we want to thank you, Lord, for this time that we get to spend with you. Lord, we confess just how restless we are. We live in a world that's so noisy. And God, our reality is one that so often we have been taught to be discontent with. God, through advertising, through um, just the way that this world works, we're told to reject what is. But God, if we could live right here with you, right here, right now, Lord, I know that we would have this enormous peace that this world cannot give us because we would know that you are here with us. So God, thank you for giving that to us. Help us, God, to meet you here again. Here and now, and as we go into the world, continually to be conscious of your presence, to look for you, to open our eyes, to meet you here. Thank you, God. We pray these things in Jesus' name.